Hi, welcome to our podcast on conscious creative leadership. The space where we get curious about leadership in the 21st century. I'm Darren Abrahams. And I'm Nadine Benjamin. We see ourselves as conscious creative leaders in an ever-evolving world. We believe we're all leaders in our own right. This podcast is our invitation to you to step into leadership with us. Sometimes it gets messy, but staying curious and open to change can open the doorway to new possibilities. In season two, we look at the daily challenges of leadership and how you can overcome them. Episode one, what is public, what is private? Hi, Nadine. Hello, Darren. So we're back again. (laughs) Yes, we are back again. We're back again for season two. Amazing. Very excited to do this season with you because this time we decided we wanted to dig into a slightly different area of conscious creative leadership. Yes, one that is not talked about enough, I don't think. The daily challenges of leadership. Yes. Things like managing your professional and personal life. Yes, imposter syndrome. Clarifying your identity. Failure. Fear. Money. Self-sabotage. And decision-making. Yes, we like a bit of decision-making. So these are the different topics that we are going to cover in this season of the Conscious Creative Leadership podcast. Yeah, I think... The last time we 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 really um, leaned into high performance and we'll still be leaning into high performance, but from a challenge aspect. Yes, I think it was interesting for us as well to think about it's all very well to talk about the different th- ways that you can build your leadership. But often what happens is that people hit roadblocks and he- people hit resistances and those pain points that come up. Um, we really wanted to address each of those pain points so that you could continue to move forward in your journey into leadership and look at them very specifically from that lens of what we're calling conscious creative leadership. Absolutely. And uh, there's another word for it. I know Bob Proctor used to call it, the late Bob Proctor now, used to call it the pain barrier. (laughs) You know, you get to a certain state of of your leadership and you're just moving to the next space um, and you've got these new ideas and new goals and new visions and then all of a sudden you're like, oh! Can it really happen? Can I really do this? Mm. And they call it the terror barrier. Yes. So episode one today is going to, we're going to be talking about managing the professional and the personal life. Yes. We had a very good conversation about this a little bit earlier. Yes, we did. Yeah. And the reason that we put this here, because we, we are kind of looking at these pain points, all the things that can stop you on your path. And it was interesting that we started with this idea of managing your personal and professional life, because we live in a world where those those two labels, those two areas of your life are very blurred right now. Yeah, absolutely. There's this, there's, during the pandemic, many people had to work from home. And so their personal and their professional life became the same thing in, yeah. in almost. And it's how do we redefine that? And, you know, and also what is private and what is public? And it's interesting that the way we were thinking about this before is that we we're thinking about personal and professional. Mm. But actually, the private and the public weave between those two areas you know you're a lot, a lot of time for people the per, your personal life has become very public yes. because we live a lot of our personal life on social media yes we're showing our family photographs on facebook we're mm. kind of snapping our food on instagram yeah. we're doing a whole load of things we're making our personal life public yeah um and then with our professional life mm. 
there's an interesting kind of blurring between those things because if you are a solopreneur if you're an influencer yeah then a lot of your personal life becomes part of your professional brand your professional persona yeah absolutely but I think it's that thing is that what we were talking about this privacy because mm. privacy for me is about that intimacy that one has with family friends you know one's relationship with themselves and a lot of the time I don't want to share those things with <laughs> publicly yeah. um, because I think this is these are the places where we're growing being really present and in the moment and actually those moments are made for memories that you have intimately with somebody else rather than to be put all over Facebook that's yeah. just what I feel that and um, that that level of privacy yes and the kind of public for me is more about if I'm just randomly at something that I've never experienced before but I know that if I shared it with my audience they would love to see what I'm seeing mm. right in that present moment yeah but it's never it's never about for me um, directly what I'm eating or where I'm going or you know because I just feel that I really wish to be as much in the moment of my life as possible yes I think there's a lot. I mean, I personally struggle with that, mm. um, making those distinctions mm. and feel I sometimes feel quite a lot of pressure mm. uh, to share more about my personal life or mm. more about myself than mm. I necessarily want to. I like to be in the moment. Yes. But there's also there's a part of my brain that's ticking away saying this is something that could be shared with with an audience, with a, with mm. followers, with with people who are interested in, in what I'm doing. Mm. Um so how do we make that distinction in leadership? Mm. And I wonder if we should start by really giving some definitions or clarifying what do we mean by a personal life mm. and what do we mean by a professional life? Mm. So why don't you start, Darren? What is a personal life? I think it's as what you were saying before, this mm. idea of intimacy, spaces and places that are private, mm. that don't require a public gaze. Yes. Um, <laughs> That are about replenishment, yes. I think, also for you is that this idea of spaces where you can replenish, mm. to be with people that you love and mm. you care about without having to worry about other people listening to what you're saying. Mm. Um, it's spaces where you can relax completely. Yeah, because I think if we don't have these oh, incubation periods, I suppose, of privacy, yeah. you know, then we're always on. Yeah. And in a leadership, we're very visible. And it's that level of visibility that I believe is really important. Visibility, I think, is is one of the is is a courage step mm -hmm. actually, um, because it can feel contradictory to be that visible. But actually, we become visible so we can role model. Yes, and so we can show our visions and share our values. But it's 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 a wonderful thing to be able to say, actually. I'm going to have a weekend with my family or I'm going to have a weekend with my friends and I'm just going to not be, as you say, in the public gaze. I'm going to be really present in that moment and not feel like I have to be emitting to my vision or value to anybody. I can just be who I am and be filled up in another way. Yes. Because we also need filling up as well. Yeah. It makes me think about times when I've run projects with young people or mm. with and you're 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 very much on mm. all the time because you're role modeling and you're make, maybe holding a container of safety for people mm. and 
often what I need in those spaces is a private personal space with maybe with my colleagues or with my friends mm. where I can let off steam mm. the things that happen during the day mm. things that you wouldn't necessarily say in front of the people that you're there working with but you need that space to be able to to, to let go and, and you know some laugh about things yeah. as well um you know we're straying a little bit into the professional life here and I think it's yeah. it's interesting that there is such a blurring between a personal life and a professional life and a private life and a public life yeah because they do, they do blur and they mix. So when we're talking about a personal life, I think we're pro- we're talking about time with your family, time with your friends, time yeah. with time that's not about your work or your mission. Yeah. And your professional life is more about your work and your mission. Yeah. Um, I find often some of that blurring is to do if you're um if you're a entrepreneur or if you're a startup if you're doing something often, mm. the spaces and the people that make up your personal life are also involved in your professional life. Oh, wow, yeah. So you might be working from home mm. um, or you might be working with friends and family. Like you and I are very close personal friends. Yes, we are. <laughs> but we also, we exist on a professional level. Absolutely. So for us, it's like how do you, managing the the difference in our in our roles in our relationship as well mm-hmm. is an interesting part of this conversation. Like what do we bring into the public sphere as conscious creative leaders? Yeah. And what do we keep private between you and I as best friends? But I think that's what's so great about having someone that the way we work together, because that level of transparency, actually, we're consciously (laughs) always evolving and growing through that. And I think what is lovely about having a private relationship with somebody that you work with professionally is that you become mirrors for each other. And that level of mirroring gives that sense of vulnerability where you're just it, it you're just it, it enables you to just go okay this isn't feeling quite right can we just take a moment to talk through this and then we can define it for each other so we can say can i have a professional chat with you mm. can i have a personal chat with you because we ourselves understand that but in other relationships i might have to set boundaries about what is professional <laughs> and what is personal and where I wish for feedback and where I don't wish for feedback. Yes. And I think defining those things is really important in all the relationships that we have. Yeah. Um, and letting someone know when they're overstepping the mark and when you're really, <laughs> when you're really willing to welcome it in. Yes. You know. Um, but I do think that we have different levels of relationship mm. and we're in daily relationships every day. And as you say, some of those are private some of those are public and some of those are private and public but um yeah it excites me to understand that we grow and keep growing by this level of transparency some people might call it authenticity some people might call it vulnerability but it excites me to know that that's how we grow is through this visibility this transparency yes I think what we're really talking about here is boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Which takes us back to some conversations in season one. We talked very much about boundaries, particularly in clarity, this idea of clarity. Um, what what I've heard you just say is, is clarity of communication. Mm. It's being really clear when to have a certain kind of conversation and when not. Mm. Uh, being really clear about who you have certain conversations Absolutely. with and not and where you have those conversations. Mm. So if we're thinking about the managing of the personal, the professional, the public and the private, yeah, yeah. 
we have to do a bit of work ourselves up front mm. about being clear about what works for us and what doesn't work mm. for us. When we when when are, when are you crossing a red line? Yeah. Um, and that's something that you need to share openly with mm. people because again, you can't expect people to be mind readers. <laughs> and I think again, because we, we're talking about this in the lens of leadership, yeah, is um is to lead by example yeah. and to lead by sharing, to lead mm. by giving the information, by communicating what's mm. needed. Because people you know, people make mistakes without knowing, without realising. Yeah, they're, they're unconsciously con- doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so here we are talking about the consciousness <laughs> yeah. in our conscious creative leadership. Yeah. It is. It's about, it's a level of consciousness and awareness mm. about what the boundaries are. What what is it? And also, your definition of personal or private might be very different from somebody else's Absolutely. definition. We were talking about um, celebrities, people in the public eye. Yes, like the Kardashians. We were talking about, weren't we, with the, the Kardashians? Yeah. And they share their personal and private life and public life. They share everything. Yes, <laughs> all the time. It's become such a. Um, I think they're on their ninth season now. Wow, I've never watched one, <laughs> but you know. But I, I. But I hear a lot about them, and they're so comfortable with that. Um, but then we were talking about another. Set yes, of, we were talking about Meghan and Harry. Yeah, and the interesting, kind of the dichotomy there. So in terms, of, like the Kardashians have completely professionalized their personal life. Yes, it's like their personal private life is their job. Yes, exactly. So the way that they make money, the way that they their brand is all about their personal life, Mm-mm. and Meghan and Harry are very similar in a way. But mm. we were talking about the fact that their their whole public or professional persona mm. is about the fact that they want to be private <laughs> so they're writing books and creating documentary series mm. about themselves mm. but in that narrative they're saying we don't want to be scrutinized all the time yeah. which is an interesting dichotomy or contradiction it's like no judgment here at all about that I don't yeah. necessarily have an opinion about it but yeah. I think it's interesting to look at how people in the public eye are managing this space between the public and the private, the professional and the personal. Yeah. And um, I think in both of these cases, it's about ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is how can, how can I as the individual, as the public person, take ownership of the narrative of my life? Absolutely. But I also think it's about the perception that others have of that. Mm. Like, I also feel like, uh, myself also, no judgment, but I think societally... The Kardashians sharing their public and their private and their personal life, it's a bit of fun. Does anybody really, is anybody really bothered about them doing that? Really, not really, I don't think. But the royal family, I think we've got the perception that their public life needs to be about charitable things and standing up for society and, you know, you know, lending a hand to places that need it. But to share that... They actually go to the loo. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole other concept completely. And I think that can be quite jarring for people. Yeah. So what actually Harry and Meghan have done is completely deconstructed the perception of what maybe the royal family um, uh, kind of... Um, What's the word? How they present. Yeah, how they present. You know, they've completely dis- disrupted that. Yes. Of, of maybe a societal perception of what that should be. So what I'm hearing you saying, actually, it's about roles. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, we're talking about 
challenges to leadership, yeah. challenges to con- conscious creative leadership, and yeah. this challenge about what's personal, what's professional, what's public, what's private. Yeah. Also, there's an intersection here in your role in society or your identity in society. And we're yeah. going to talk about this in our next episode yeah. about clarifying identity. But yeah. there's a lot of crossover in what we're saying here. Yeah. So a family like the Kardashians don't have the same role in society as the royal family does. No, yes. And so the perception on what they share and how they share might be very different to the yeah. way that the royal family does that, even if they might be doing very, very similar things. Yes. Um, the judgment around that or the perceptions around that are different. Yeah, and, and and have a different level of privacy. Yes. You know, have a very, very different level of um personal have a it's 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 so complex actually yes. the more we talk about it i think it it gets more and more complex i think everybody's belief is very 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 different yes but what i'm seeing from both of these um two sides is that they believe that they're being authentic yeah that they are truly walking their talk that they're celebrating what they do well you know they're putting a framework um, around what they be- how, how they believe they're seen and sometimes regardless of the consequences. Yes. So we've, we've come to this point of authenticity. Yeah. What is it? What is it to be authentic? In this, in this very blurred world in which we live where your private life is commodified, can be commodified into your professional life, where your you might be on a Zoom meeting with your with your team at work and your kids pop up because you're working from home. Like mm. all this kind of blurred blurred things, which which I think didn't used to be that way. There were mm. very, very clearly defined places and spaces for you to be professional mm. and very clearly defined places and spaces for you to be personal. Mm. That doesn't happen. We live with the digital world is very, mm. very mixed and blurred. Yeah, all this stuff that we're talking about. Mm. How do you maintain your authenticity in the way that you share yourself and in the way that you make the boundaries between those those two different worlds. Well, I think it is about minding the gap. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're truly walking your talk, if you're truly standing in your mission, if you're truly standing in your message, yeah, then that con- level of congruence, that level of integrity, that level of honesty, moral value, you know, will be a consistent throughout your personal and your uh, your your professional. Mm. So for me, I'm always telling people to to mind the gap, because if you're if you're really truly walking your talk, you're going to be celebrating what you do well, apologising when you haven't quite hit the mark, and championing yourself and others to keep growing and learning. Yes, you know. So the whole point around conscious creative leadership is not necessarily about being perfect. <laughs> it's not about never getting anything wrong. It's not about you know. Um, saying my idea is the best it's like if somebody gives you something or gives you a new idea or says you know what I didn't like how that sat with me that you're open and expanded enough to be able to have as we've talked about before uncomfortable conversations yes you and I have had lots of uncomfortable conversations what I have deemed uncomfortable that you may not find uncomfortable that you found uncomfortable that I may not find uncomfortable you know but 
we've been willing to have those um, with each other so we can expand because we both know as um, coaches, as as leaders, that we can only take people as far as we're willing to go ourselves. So that opening, that consistent opening up, that consistent learning, that consistent growing, that consistent transparency allows us to lead to the next level. So whoever's with us, you know, because you and I believe that there's no looking up or down. Everybody's an expert in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking across at each other all the time. You know, that, you know, that there's space for all of us to to be. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's an exciting time, I think, for that level of and quality of change, especially in the public eye. Yes. Um, and that level of visibility, as I said before earlier in this, in this, is that is is that level of courage. Yeah. And you know, visibility is about courage because you've got a message, and if you've got your if you if you've got this message that's being downloaded onto you, <laughs> and you're sitting at home holding the message. <laughs> Yes. Inside your room and you're writing it down and you're leaving your books on your computer, so which I have been guilty of. Um, you know, then nobody gets to hear that message. Yes. But the, I I firmly believe that each person in the world is here with a gift. Every person is here with a gift and it is our responsibility to deliver that gift. Mm. And we've talked about, you know, sharing our public and our personal lives in these platforms like Instagram and Facebook and things like that. But they are also a gift. They are also, you know, extending and expanding messages that we could not deliver before. Yes, absolutely. There was no room for them. Yeah. And there were gatekeepers to these places that 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 you wouldn't so half the people you wouldn't you know actually even three quarters of the people that you would never have heard of before yes the fact now that we've got all these different opinions and all these different um stories that are being told all these different situations all these lives that have been brought to our attention yeah allows us a not to 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 believe that we're alone B, to understand that the gift that we're bringing to the world is going to help people. Yes. It's really going to be something for the world to hold on to. And C, to see how other people do it differently. Yes. And can we add to what we're already doing and maybe take away or change or move around or collaborate like we do often. Yes. (laughs) You know, to make it more exciting and extend further than we could have ever possibly thought possible. Absolutely agree. I think the challenge is, we are looking at the challenges here, is yeah. that this this um, open, connected social media world is only about 10 years old. Mm. We're still working it out. Yes, We absolutely. know that platforms are being used to disseminate hate, mm. to meddle with our democracies. Mm. There's a whole load of things that happen. Also, just on the personal level, mm. the... Um, the kind of scrutiny that you get when you're you're putting things up on social media, the kind of commentary, the feedback, the the opposition that you get, the conflict that comes up around that mm. too. So when you talked about courage before, mm. the courage of sharing your message is huge right now. Absolutely. So, but which is why this this point about clarity mm. being so incredibly clear about what you can share, what you can't share, what you're willing, not can and can't, is what you're willing to, what feels good for you. Um, And it's about 
we talked before as mm. a conscious creative leader that you are you're leading from vision yes you're leading always. from vision so if you mm. if you'll be if you're able to stand really strongly in your vision mm. then you don't need validation from no. the outside world and when you are when there is pushback when you are confronted mm. because not everyone is going to like what you have to say mm. you can stand in a place of authority and authenticity and you can be comfortable with holding your position because you've been conscious about creating it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I I I couldn't the amount of courage it has taken me to be visible. Yeah. There are so I I, I fall into so many categories. You are the queen <laughs> of intersectionality. <laughs> I fall into so many categories and and it is why, Darren, actually, that I consciously choose only to share from my heart. I mean, it is one of the most authentic things I've had to do in my life. Yeah. Because um, I, it, it, the world has, the way I started in the world was very unsafe. And you're a man all about safety, which is most probably why we've interlinked in our live stream, you know. And um, but it, it was so unsafe that I realized very, very early on that in order for me to show up really, truly, authentically in me, it had to be at a heart level. Mm. Because like what we discussed earlier was, you know, if somebody confronts me then. I don't have to be afraid. I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult. I'm a woman. And those, um, my beliefs don't have to be everybody else's beliefs. But I have to be able to stand in my power and stand still. And be open to somebody saying, well, I don't agree with that. And that's okay. Everybody's allowed to have their opinion. But not to allow other people's opinions, if I truly believe what I'm believing, to, to stir me in other directions, distract me in other... Because that's another challenge of being a leader. Yes. It's distraction, you know. And, uh, you know, when, we, when, I, when I stay in my heart place, I don't get distracted. And that has been one of the most powerful forms of not just being visible to others, but being visible to myself. You know, so I, I, I really hear what you're saying. And what that creates, as we were talking about earlier, also, is there's no need for validation. Mm -hmm. I used to look for validation all the time. It was a constant for me. I'm an opera singer. I'm on the stage a lot. There's loads of judgment, you know. But, but, but now it's like, no, we're going to get into this into the next episode, so I'm not even going to go there right now. Yes. But it's just that the place of I don't need that validation. It's I'm really looking, how can I be useful? What can I share? Well, that feels like a fantastic place to end this episode and a great bridge because next time we are going to be talking about clarifying identity. Yes. Really looking at how we step into a conscious identity yes. of ourselves and how we share that identity with the world because uh, the way that we think about ourselves and the way that the world thinks about mm. us might be slightly different. Absolutely, absolutely. So any parting comments, anything you want to say before we Well, we, all, we always leave a question, don't we? We do indeed. So, so I was thinking, what about if we just left this very simple question with 
what is your daily challenge of leadership? Mm. What is it? And how is it affecting you? You know, so we can get the two sides. Yes. So what is your daily challenge of leadership and how is it affecting you? Yeah, I think we could leave people with just some an active point. Brilliant. We look forward to hearing your responses. Bye-bye from me, Nadine Benjamin. Goodbye from me, Darren Abraham. See you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this journey of conscious, creative leadership. If you'd like to know more, check out the show notes for links and send us a message at Conscious Creative Leadership on Instagram. Stay Stay conscious, conscious, stay stay creative, creative, stay stay self-led.